Also, Israel flooded the tunnels yesterday or the two days before. Did they do it? Yeah. There was a massive thing. They got 100 people, 100-something people out of those tunnels of Hamas fighters, stripped them down to the underwear, put them down, and they're trucking them out of there. And it's like, good, execute them. Execute them all. That's Hamas. Those are terrorists. Execute them. Um, there's no, just done. They might done. need a good raping. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's the show opener. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. Glad to have you here. I'm here with my beautiful, heterosexual, bearded Jewish life partner, Josh, operating those controls like Congress manipulates this budget and continues to screw it up uh, nonstop. Glad to be back in the great country, the great Republic of Texas. I missed it. I missed it so much. So how we doing, Rubble? We doing good? Looks like it's working good. All right. Oh, man. Appreciate you guys being here. If you could do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment. Uh, let's start right off the bat. We just got back from an amazing experience. Um, big shout out to Rumble. Thank you to them. They invited me to attend the RNC debates in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Apparently, it's a religious thing now that if you if you say anything about Alabama and the University of Alabama, it must, according to uh, law, it must be immediately followed up with a roll tide. <laughs> Dude, I think that's, that's just how it is over there. It's like it has to be followed up immediately after with a, a roll tide. What'd you think of uh, Tuscaloosa? Oh, it's from his mic. Man, you're coming in like really clear. I like it. Talk it again. Say it again. Hello. Sounds weird. It sounds distorted, you hear that? Right? Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Try. I wasn't doing this prior. Try. I mean, is the audio coming through good, peeps? On Rumble, how we doing? Try. Try talking again. Yellow. Can it, does it sound distorted? It does, it yeah. Does it distorted. wasn't like that before. Try uh, unplugging it, plug back in. Yeah. There we go. We're going to get this fixed. We're going to get this fixed. Check, check, check. Yeah. So don't just, yeah. Yeah, on. what the hell's going on? Let me, let me work on it. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> they said a little bit, not too bad. Uh, we got to get this. Yeah, the, we've never dealt with this before. It's never it's never been jacked up like this before. Um, everything else is looking good. I don't know. Anyway, appreciate you guys being here today. Got back from Alabama. Really, really good, fun time. Um, it, it was like being on the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, was like, it was like being in a 90s rom-com. The leaves were beautiful. They were falling off the trees. Um, just a really nice, clean area. The college looked very beautifully kept. Uh, but the RNC debates were very interesting. 
I'll say that um, being there was very eye-opening. It was the first time I'd actually been to a debate. You want to try it? Is it better? Is it better? Check, check, check. I can barely even hear you in my mic. Okay. He's going to keep figuring that out. But um, testicles, testicles, one, two, three. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, folks, if you could do me a favor, hit the like button. Leave a comment below that helps us with the algorithm. Make sure you follow. We appreciate you being here. But no, the University of Alabama was really incredible. Just like I said, very beautiful to, to check out and see firsthand. Um, Rumble had their own little booth set up out there. And so we, we arrived, we flew in Tuesday because I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, the stressors of just having to get there the day of, get to the hotel room, get all set up, figure out what's going on. So we flew in on Tuesday and then we went to the university grounds and just walked around a little bit and saw where the Rumble booth was going to be, where the main um, MSM outlets were going to be set up and doing their live broadcasting, which was really interesting to see. And then the actual debate area um, on the university. So we, we managed to uh, locate all of that. And then we went back to the hotel, relaxed, and, uh, you know, checked out the, the town a little bit. And then the day of, woke up early and got to have the very nice Brian Griffin, DeSantis' press secretary, came on the show, uh, did an interview with him. And you can download the podcast wherever podcasts are downloaded. I want to let people know, after being there with Rumble and seeing a lot of other content creators, we are going to redo a lot of our Rumble stuff. We're coming out, making it better. We're going to start working on it now because I feel like you dress for the job that you want. And I feel like our channel needs to be, we need to, we need to do so much better on this one. It's just one of those that we're going to improve, make it better. We're not changing our format. Josh and I are staying the same, except we might put him in a tuxedo shirt. I'm thinking that could be the missing piece of what we're needing right now. Because you want to be serious, but at the same time, yeah, exactly. let everybody know you're ready to party. There you go. And your mic sounds a lot better. What was it? I don't know. Oh, weird. But uh, it's glitching. Well, what's glitchy? What's uh, what's is the stream glitchy or is it the mic? Well, what do we got glitchy, folks? Let me know, Rumble Chat. What uh, what what's glitchy? What's up, Kick? Kick, you see, uh, what are you? Uh, Rumble's not working. Rumble's not working. What? Uh, uh, I see it. Seems like Rumble's working. Yeah. Stream's looking good. Yeah. It was freezing several times. No glitch. Um, uh, I don't know. Rumble is fun. Okay. We're going to keep going with it. That That's weird. Um, but yeah, we're going to redo the graphics uh, just to make it a little bit more professional. I look at other shows that are very, very, um, they're very successful. It's like, you know, like I said, we need to consistently improve. So we're going to be doing a lot of work on this. The new year, we should be launching the new thing. We're going to go back, change a lot of the graphics and stuff like that, the formats, and just make it better. Just make it better. Like I said, why not? So your camera is focusing a lot. Really? Huh. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. The stream looks fine. John, show us your titties. <laughs> hey, but um, so no, going to the um, the actual debates. Well, we, we did the interview with Brian Griffin prior, and that was that was fun to do. It was really interesting. It was freezing. Really? Oh, my God. It was so cold. We brought the little rumble staff some coffee because... God bless the, that team. Like they, they were out there doing a really good job, you know, to the people working behind the scenes and the lovely ladies that were helping us out. And um, it, it was it was a really good experience, very good experience. But a big thank you to the DeSantis staff reaching out to them. They got us Brian Griffin. Um, but it was Rumble that brought us there. They got us into the RNC debates. It was nice to do that. It was a lot of fun. But um, so moving forward on that, the night of the RNC debates, uh, immediately, I got. I sat next to uh, Viva Lafray. Viva Lafray, I think uh, he's another Rumble YouTuber, lawyer extraordinaire. Uh, really nice guy. He had his his son there with him, and uh, 
It was doting on his son all night. It was nice to see that. It was really, yeah. he seemed like a really nice guy. We had a really good conversation. I'm not going to lie. I took a little bit of a halo gummy prior to going because I was like, I, I can't deal with this sober. Like I can't, it's like, I got to relax just a little bit. So I wasn't like baked or anything, but it definitely felt better to just kind of have, take the edge off, relax a little bit. So we go into the RNC debates and it's just like you walk in there and there's just like blue and red everything everywhere. I, you know, we we posted some pictures. I'll post more on Twitter and then uh, Instagram. But um, and then you have the massive banners of these journalists from News Network. You had Megan Kelly and these other no names who I don't even know who they are. I mean, I really don't care about knowing who they are. But you had these people up there and it, it just it felt like. I don't know how to, it felt like you were going into a political football game is what it was. Yeah. Um, I said a few times that night, I was like, the debates are like a nerd's version of boxing. It's like, I hope he knocks the crap out of like, it's just, it's so good. It was, it was a, it was a really interesting experience. So we go up to our seats. Uh, I got to sit, you know, I was sitting next to uh, Chris Rumble CEO. I sat next to Viva and a few others in the Rumble team and just very nice, very nice people. Um, so when the debate starts, you know, you're sitting there an hour prior and you see the TV crew setting up and doing their whole shtick and thing. I mean, you, you're in production. You know what I'm talking about. They're getting everything ready. They're doing the mic checks and yeah. stuff. Um, then the, uh, I want to say contestants, the debaters walk out. <laughs> Dude, it felt like that. It felt like you're watching a live Survivor show. Um, it was just it was just really weird in a sense, but it is cool. Um, but anyway, they come walking out, and they're doing the mic tests, and we're not live yet. And as soon as they go live, we can't hear anything. Like the audio cuts, it just, it's so buggy. Megan Kelly's microphone, and I don't know if people on Rumble heard this, um, but it was, I, I couldn't hear anything. And I'm yes, deaf in my left ear. It sounded fine. Good. I'm, I'm glad it was for y'all because for oh, us, Rumble, I'm like, yeah. me and Viva are like sitting there looking at each other like, bro, what? I, I, like, we're both leaning way over. It's like, I can't hear what they're saying. And they never got it fixed. So there was issues really? with they, News they Nation. No. Even during the break? They Even didn't. during the break. No. Did they know that uh, nobody else I, I could don't hear know. in the audience? I, 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 I well, think somebody heard because they were booing. Yeah, clearly. I mean, it was just like we were up in the box seats, like nosebleed section, but it was nice because you had a good view viewership. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm deaf, but even Viva was kind of like, I can't, even Sheila was like, I, I, it's hard to hear. But um, anyway, so let me just get this right off the, let me put this right out there. Um, for all our DeSantis viewers and listeners and other people, um, when, as the debate went, uh, you know, Chris was watching his phone to make sure everything was going good on Rumble. They had a record number of viewers, which was really nice to see. That was awesome. Um, when they came to the warp speed question, Rumble cut out. Now, people instantaneously thought that this was Rumble trying to suppress this because it was warp speed. And they're like, they're in bed with Trump. And it's like, I get that perception. I totally understand. I would probably think the same thing to a degree, but prior to the show starting, uh, Newsweek it was the, everybody is reliant on them. They're the ones providing everything. So Rumble is using them, a third party encoder provided by News News Nation, News Nation, excuse me, and it went down. And I didn't. None of us knew about this. And then I start seeing my Twitter because I was live tweeting during the debates, which it was just it makes it very difficult because you're like sitting there listening, then you got to crank out a. Uh, a topic that you're they're talking about and crank out a you know talking I'll get more to that but anyway um so I start noticing on Twitter some of my followers are like hey uh the Twitter feed cut or the uh, rumble feed cut and I look over at Chris I tell him the dude is instantly out of a seat and is on his phone he's like I'm well hold on he didn't even know you so know, prior to starting did they say anything to anybody in the audience about live streaming the event or no. anything like that uh-uh oh. 
Not that I heard. Why? I'm just curious. Huh? Like no, if you could uh-uh. just like start with your phone. Yeah. I thought the same thing because if it's because actually Viva brought that up. It was like if normally if it's like Fox News, they are very draconian on like that. It's like absolutely not. Right. They'll come after you. But this was News Nation. So it was like I don't think they were as strict on it. But um, so that happened. Chris jumps up and I didn't really pay it any attention because I got to stay focused on this and see what's going on. And then after the debate's over, I see, you know, Twitter, I see all the people uh, in the DeSantis camp and a lot of other people like, what the hell, Rumble? It's like, this wasn't on Rumble, folks. This was not on Rumble. It's like we were relying upon them. And it puts them in a very difficult position to where it's like, look, Rumble doesn't want to call out News Nation and then burn that bridge. But it's like the perception of this is very bad. It is very bad. It does look like you were in league trying to run cover for um, Trump on the warp speed question. Now, when they came to the warp speed question, they didn't go in depth on it. Like it wasn't very in depth. I was actually kind of irked about that. I was like, I want to go in depth on the COVID topic to see where each one of these candidates truly stands. So it was kind of glossed over. So when people are like you're running interference, like you didn't miss much. There wasn't a whole lot there to answer for. Um, but anyway, and I told Chris, I was like, you know, perception's reality, man. But there's something that and I was, I was one of the first people out there to say like, hold on, let's, let's get the facts on this one because you know, Got a lot of people on Twitter. There's a few DeSantis cultists, and one of them I had to finally unfollow. Uh, he does a lot of good out there. I'm not even going to mention by name, but he came after me instantly. And Sheila and I are having a wonderful night, you know. I don't work for Rumble. I'm not in the truck flipping the switches. And certainly, now look, I'm not a fan of Dan Bongino, but he's not in the truck either flipping switches and pulling breakers. Like, ah, I've got to run. Dan Bongino has no control over that. That guy does what I do as far as like streams and stuff. He has nothing to do with the actual setup. But again, I do understand how people could have that perception. It makes total sense. So Chris is like, this is horrible PR. I was like, just give it a second. I was like, let's let's go to the people. Let's talk to them. And, and he, you know, I, he said, let's just do transparency. It's like, that's the best way to go. Yeah. But his position was, I don't want to burn a bridge with Newsweek or Newsweek, uh, News Nation, because if they host something in the future, we want to be invited back. I was like, I get it. I was like, that's a very, very difficult spot to be put into. So he didn't really blame them, but it was kind of like, it was their fault. So when we're relying upon those people and their stuff is crap, what are we supposed to do? So God bless them. They did the best they could. And folks, I'm the first one to tell you, Rumble doesn't pay me. I don't make a lot of money on Rumble. Hardly, I think maybe 150 bucks a month. That's about it. That's about it. So I'm not going to run cover uh, for these guys. If they're they're wrong, they're wrong. These new networks that are coming out, you're going to have to overcome a lot of technical issues. It's it's. It's a lot that goes into these productions to shoot them out to it really does. You know, all over the world. Well, even News Nation, that's what I was telling people from the get-go, it was glitchy right off the bat. Yeah. It was like the audio thing was a big indicator. It's like, uh, this is not very well done. Right. But uh, then that happened, and no other network went down. Like, but that's also because that was the one that was dedicated to Rumble. So anyway, Christina Pushaw commented on it. She understood as well. She said, I actually believe you guys. I understand how difficult this can be. So a lot of even, I think Crowder even retweeted it. But, you know, that's one of those things like Team DeSantis, I get it. I, we, it's kind of like slow down. Let's get the facts first. Let's see what actually happened. So I advise Chris, like Rumble should probably put out a statement. I, I advise they do what they want to do. But ultimately, wasn't their fault. I will attest that it wasn't their fault. There's nothing you can do. So they got it back up. And, uh, and then I think you can actually see the warp speed thing on like YouTube and stuff. I think it is available there, so you can go listen to the answer there. But um, Rumble said they were also trying to get that to air it as well. I'm not sure if they did or not. We'll see. But outside of that, it was very difficult to watch the debates, live tweet the debates. But I will tell you this. That was a massively pro-Nikki crowd. 
I was really surprised to see that. So All let's, our donors. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very interesting, and there was a lot of racists there. When Vivek was doing his thing, I heard a lot of people in that same part of the theater saying, go home, which was uh, what Donna Brazilla talked about with Vivek as far as, like, go home back to India, which is very racist to say. There were people in the crowd saying that. And I'm sitting here looking, going, like, what the hell? Like, are you kidding me? It's like, D, you're supposed to be Republicans. Like, knock this off. Uh, some people were screaming at Vivek. Go home. Go Roll home. Roll Tide. You say- <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> no. Um, and we're going to get to the individual candidates one by one. And then we're going to get to the Constitution that I talked about. We're going to go over and then we're going to get to the news. Um, so, folks, when we talk about what's going on on the Rumble channel, relax. We're not being – everything's fine. We're redoing a lot of stuff. We're redoing a lot of the graphics. We're going to make it better. But I saw some comments like, what happened? It's like, chill. We're okay. But I looked at the channel, and then I looked at other people that are doing phenomenally well. It's like, okay, we've got to change some stuff. you got to dress for the job you want. We need to do the same thing. We're not changing how we talk. I told people I am going to cut back on the cussing. you got to resonate with a larger audience. Otherwise, it's going to be just your crew. So, anyway, um, let's start with Chris Christie. He received no support from the audience. On occasion, he received some applause. Um, but as far as how he did in that debate, man, he really went hard after Vivek and DeSantis. He was going hard after them. He had some good points here and there, but man, the neocon was just oozing through every pore in that man's body. He was not pulling back at all. Um, And there's just not a lot to say with uh, Chris Christie. I don't think he's going to make it to the next debates. And by the way, folks, CNN is hosting the next two debates. Why? I I don't know. That's why Ronald McDaniel needs to to go. I agree. I mean. Why is CNN? Why? Bro, I don't know. It's, It's about the money. You know it's about the money. But um, it will be in Iowa, I believe. I've got an article on this one. Just found out about this, I think, yesterday. The qualifier is to have a 10% polling in three national polls. And that only qualifies, from what I'm seeing, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Do you think that I'm does not sure about Vivek. We'll see. Do what? Do you think that does anything for viewership? I mean, because really, I, I don't know. Uh, one of the big reasons I watched was mm-hmm. to see what Vivek... I think Vivek do. should be there. I don't care about Christie. Christie, he's, no, he's, he's not a serious. He's there to torpedo Trump. Um, and that's that's how his performance was that night. basically what he tweeted out is the reason I'm in this race is to make sure Donald Trump doesn't win. Yeah, yeah. It's very apparent. Yeah. yeah. So, really? but his, his <laughs> there's a lot of hatred there. But his, his positioning was like, it was neocon. Move over to Nikki. Um, this was a Nikki audience. That The applause was massive for Nikki. I think that... Um, Laura Loomer had made a tweet and people were asking me because I was on the ground out there the day prior. And she said, when I got off the bus or whatever here, it was nothing but Trump supporters. Like it wasn't like there. No. Then here's the reason why the day before there was nobody there. Why would Trump supporters be there anyway? If Trump isn't there, that's a very good question. But the other part, like she's trying to make it sound as if it was nothing but Trump people. there. It's like, I was there the day before when they were doing everything, setting up. There was nobody there except actual production management teams. That's it. And nobody was like, there was no Trump gear. The only Trump gear I saw was from two people wearing Make America Great Again hats after the debate. That was literally it. So it was not some massive Trump audience like I think she wanted people to believe it was. It was a Nikki Haley audience. Let's not even kid ourselves. I mean, I'm sure, did you hear the applause through the actual television? Yeah. Oh, dude, she got, she had a lot of support there. When Vivek was really hammering on her and people Mm -hmm. were booing. Yeah. I mean, he came out and was like, these are all her donors. I mean, which is believable because Trump in 2016 was like, yeah, these are all the donors that came out. I mean, that's who has all the When I saw who was applauding her, it was a certain section of the auditorium. And these are the most stuffed shirt, stiff-lipped Republicans I've ever seen. It's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. But- 
So when we go to Nikki, her positioning was just kind of as clear as day. We saw like 24 to 48 hours prior, that clip started going viral. I shared it too as far as like law enforcement should stay out of the transiting thing. I was like, this is going to bite her in the ass. Here it is. I'm glad to see DeSantis and the rest of them use that against her. Chris Christie came out and agreed with it. I'm like, wow, wow. And I want to debunk this point that people talk about limited government. And I am in agreement with you. But when you've got people protesting school boards and using democracy that are then labeled by the FBI as domestic terrorists, well, then now law does local state laws need to get involved because now you are essentially stripping away the parental rights of the people. So it's like, yes, this is one of those cases where it's like, look, just because we have the federal government doesn't mean that we don't need the federal government. Like there, it's there, but to serve in a very minor role, a small capacity. So, but that doesn't mean like when things are needed that they just remain silent. Yeah. I feel like Chris Christie and Nikki Haley's stance is like, look, we're all for small government, but we still want war with Ukraine and China. I'm like, man, you're really picking the wrong battles to fight here. So when Chris Christie and Vivek, or excuse me, DeSantis, or God, Christie and Nikki came out in support of this. The audience massively opposed this. Even Nikki's supporters opposed this massively. It was it resonated throughout the auditorium. People were not in favor of this. It blew up in her face. So Nikki's performance was not good. And the reason I saw, or the one thing that was very interesting to me is from the get-go, it came out the gate. Vivek and DeSantis teamed up on Nikki. Did not see that coming. You could, you could tell. Oh, 100%. It was I clear mean, as day. Like Just watching it, yeah. you're like, all right, after... Uh, well, you just had Vivek and uh, DeSantis going after Nikki, mm-hmm. and then you'd have... Christy uh, trying Christy to run interference. Jump in and be like, yeah. oh, okay, okay, yeah. wait a minute. That Especially when, he, when uh, Vivek hammered her on the uh, Crimea, part of the, yeah. the provinces in uh, well, Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, he was making really good points. Vivek yeah. did a very good job. The audience did not like him. But again, it was a Nikki Haley audit. So what it really boiled down to was that this looked like the neocon old guard establishment versus Ron DeSantis and Vivek. Now, Ron DeSantis could be considered, you know, presidential, uh, actual running for president. Vivek being a Trump surrogate, he's a massive Trump dude. It felt like this is kind of MAGA Florida versus the neocons. It was a very interesting juxtaposition, which I never would have thought would be. But Christy was, during the commercial breaks, Christy and Nikki were always talking. Vivek would lean over and say something to Sanders. They just nod real quick, and that was about it. It did seem like they were teaming up. That's what it looked like. Bro, and it's just, that, then it really started feeling like Survivor. <laughs> it felt like Survivor. It was just like, what's going on here? So it, it, it wasn't like every man or woman for themselves. It was like team on team, which I you thought know, was Vivek, very, yeah. He does such a good job of getting his point across. Mm-hmm. And then he, he just made Nikki Haley look like a complete douchebag. And then same with Chris Christie. When yeah. He told him to walk off the stage and get a meal. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Vivek. Vivek did phenomenally well. He did. Um, Vivek is so smart. This guy knows culture. He knows internet culture. Because when he held up that sign for for Nikki Haley is corrupt, he knew that was going to be the next meme template going viral. He knew that. It's like, dude, that is effective. Yeah. That is very effective. But I will say that, I mean, he, he slaughtered Nikki. He went after Chris Christie. I will say this. I will give props to Vivek. He bounced back because Chris Christie belted him one. Oh, There's yeah. a few points that he hammered Vivek. Vivek did not back down. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I was like, bro, kudos. That would have ended some people. Vivek bounced back. So props to him on that one. But again, I do have to say, audience didn't love him. There was racist things thrown at him from the Nikki supporters. Um, he did get a lot of applause from the DeSantis people which I thought was very interesting to see. And then we go over to DeSantis. DeSantis, I'm glad he stopped with the fake smiling. 
you're welcome. I tweeted that out. I talked about it. I think it resonated in the DeSantis team. I said, stop with the fake smiles. If you're going to frown, frown. It's okay. He came out looking a little bit more natural. Um, he did He did phenomenally well. He went after Nikki Haley hard, which I thought was really good. The one thing that I was I found to be like very eye-opening, like I said, though, was him and Vivek teaming up. And like I said, I just I didn't see that coming a mile away. But when it came to policy, he definitely spearheaded with the I've done this. I've done this. I've won this fight. I want to do this on the national level. He was met with a lot of applause. I want to say in terms of support in the audience, it was him and Nikki. Both of them had the most uh, support there. And if, if uh, Viva LaFry is watching this, and forgive me if I mispronounce your name, I want to apologize right now uh, for screaming in your ear. I sounded like a friggin' uh, teenage Bieber concert goer because every time DeSantis would score, I was like, yeah, just like screaming out. And I kind of felt, but I was like, bro, I am so sorry. And like I said, I was a little stoned, but whatever. He understood. It was really, really cool, nice guy. Uh, he's a massive Trump supporter, though. But he said he wants to come on the show. I'd love to have him on, have a good discussion. He was one of those guys, though. He's not a Trump cultist. When you talk to him, it's like, no, I can understand your reasoning. Yeah. Very, very level-headed dude. I really respected that about him. So, overall, though, I think I think the winners of that one were definitely DeSantis and Vivek. I think they dominated the stage. I think they did a very, very good job. Um, I think it was Vivek. I think he was. Think the, he, yeah, I think uh, he was the big winner. I mean, I'm interested to see. The new what, polls what's interesting come out. though is kind of like his fundraising. Though he's not raising the amount of money he needs. Like he's, uh, we'll see how he does in Q4 because I think that gets released in January. But they were saying after Q3 he's running on his own money, which is interesting because like. I feel like Vivek's kind of getting screwed because a lot of his supporters are Trump supporters. They're donating money to Trump, not necessarily Vivek. So Vivek's kind of on his grassroots for sure. But it's like he's in a very difficult position here. So... I don't um, know. I think I think he knows what he's doing. I'm not sure what his end game is. But, me neither. Uh, me neither. I still think what I still he's think saying. It's I think it's important for people to hear. For him calling out yeah. Nikki Haley, saying bro, bro. you know the math doesn't add up. Where you go from bro. like going almost UN into bankruptcy, and, then yeah. all of a sudden you're a multimillionaire within bro. a couple of years. Bro. It doesn't add up. I thought it was hilarious that Nikki was like, and my daughter's trying to buy a house, and it's so hard. It's like, Nikki, you're a millionaire. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Like, stop, stop trying to relate. Exactly. That's another thing that I did not like about her is her inability to relate with the audience because you're sitting there as a millionaire telling me that it's hard for your daughter to buy a house. Because, folks, the position of that would be like, if my child is having a difficult time buying a house and I'm a millionaire, I'll buy the house. Yeah. What, what parent wouldn't do that? Or have it in, in a sense of kind of like, I'm not going to buy the entire thing, but I'm going to help you out because you need to still understand the value of the dollar and and develop a good hard work ethic. But don't sit there and tell people it's just like, you know, she had such a hard stop. People don't believe that for a second. So, but ultimately, I'm I'm really surprised to see uh, Nikki uh, even even on that stage anymore after her support of the the transing the children saying the law needs oh my god no and this woman continuously lied she was getting fact checked live I saw a lot of tweets about this she was lying hard yeah a lot of her stuff she was or she was trying to double back on it's like this is what you did this is what you said you can't get away from this and when she tried going after DeSantis talking about the uh, the companies in Florida that were Chinese, Chinese like they're American companies you can go look this up it's like you are lying. So Nikki, it's like she needs to understand. It's like if you're going to go after a candidate, go after the things that you you legitimately can prove versus just going up there and gaslighting. Because when it comes to places like Twitter, there are people out there right now that are fact checking these things live and posting it, and it's going viral. Yeah. So it's like 
And that's only for that space on Twitter. Granted, not a lot of people in the in the voting base are on Twitter, but for the ones that are, like our generation, the younger generations that are there, it's like this is going out there and people are seeing this. So I thought, like I said, about 48 hours prior to the debate, the clip was leaked of her on the podcast or on the news uh, interview where she talked about the law enforcement needs to stay out of it. It's like, this is your uphill, but this is your uphill battle. Now you're mm-hmm. going to have to deal with this. I'm glad to see that DeSantis used that in debate. Good for you. Yeah. Vivek used it. Good for you. Yeah. Use it against him. So it was, a, it was a spirited debate. I feel like this being debate four was far more bloodthirsty than the last three. This one, it's like, it's getting serious now. People are not pulling punches oh, anymore. Yeah. They're really trying to take Nikki Haley Ooh. out. Cause she, she, I mean, she brought out the donors too. Yeah. Like all of her donors and everything. And she, yeah. I mean, I I'm not sure what the, her point was that they're jealous that their donors came over to her. Yeah. I, I don't think it makes DeSantis look good either, saying that, you know, he had... It's one of those know, things, these, like, uh, you can sit there and you say that you lose donors, it's like, but all you're doing is really throwing some blowback on the donors themselves that they're supporting a neocon shill like she is. Like, yeah. this woman's a warmonger. Like, I don't think people realize, like, this woman is a legitimate warmonger. She wants yeah. war. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when people say that you lose donors... Again, we go off of the Q3 reports. Like it's like I he's doing very well. You can see this for yourself. So there's a lot of lies out there. But the one thing that interests me that they talked about that you've got to qualify for the next debates at 10% or higher in three national polls. Like but we've seen the polls. These polling this polling's inaccurate. It's very inaccurate. The same polls. I that, guess we'll find out on election day or when elections start happening. Oh, I agree. That's that's the one thing. Really yeah. Well, it was funny because I posted a thing of Roger Stone and Trump both saying that there are such things as suppression polls and people skew the polls. Yeah. So I, I find it to be very hypocritical, even on Team DeSantis, that when you say when you're quoting any poll and we see the data is mass. And this is something that people just don't get right now. It's like the arguments being made about polling right now should carry through to every election after this to where people need to understand Stop looking at the polls. We saw this with the midterms. We were promised this massive red wave didn't happen. People focused so much on the polls. It did us no good. So we keep going back as to when we see DeSantis increase in the polls. Suddenly the DeSantis team starts quoting the polls like, look, I need some consistency here. If you're saying the polls are not accurate, which we know they're not, then why are you utilizing them as if it's some type of metric to base a success rate off of? Matter of fact, they said in New Hampshire, Nikki Haley is dominating. It's like, mm, is that even true? This woman has said so much nonsensical BS. How can you be dominating? Like you're a, you are the establishment. Mm-hmm. You are the Bush era freaking what? Let's let's revive the G Watt again. This is her. So again, the polls I do not trust. Even the polls that favor DeSantis, I'm like, I don't trust them. Like I'm saying it right now. Don't quote me a poll that says DeSantis is doing better. It doesn't matter. Ignore the polls. And by the way, Rasmussen, they're on a blocking spree. On Twitter, really? yeah. Like, I got blocked. A lot of people got blocked for them, but it's like if you're holding these polls on Twitter and you're blocking people, you're clearly skewing the data. So it's or the, the ability to interact. So, but anyway, overall, I want to say thank you to Rumble. Wonderful time. Um, it was really a good, a good experience out there uh, getting to see this. I did have the opportunity to go to the after party. Sheila and I were actually pretty tired. We went and got Mexican food, went back to the hotel room because... We were tired uh, to be so, you know, hyper-focused to sit there and watch the debates, listen to the debates, tweet about the debates, answer questions. I jumped into a space on Twitter after the fact, uh, talked with some friends. You know, I tried to update people on what the, how the crowd was feeling, doing my best to kind of be the, the go-between there. Um, 
I want to give a special shout out to Dave Rubin. Uh, I reached out to him to go into a Twitter space. It was a DeSantis fundraising one. He agreed to it. They had Steve Deese there, Dave Rubin, um, a lot of the DeSantis campaign people. I think Christina Pushaw was there. I think in total that night alone, they raised like $11,000. In total, they've raised like over $100,000 for the DeSantis campaign just in these Twitter spaces alone, which is uh, forget who it's for. This is something that other political candidates need to start waking up to. I don't know if MAG is doing it. I don't know if Vivek's doing it. These Twitter spaces, when you get your supporters in there like that, it's incredible to see what people can actually accomplish together. It's, it's really interesting. This could, I wonder if this is going to change the way these campaigns are run in the future because on the Twitter spaces, it's very easy to raise these donations. I think any campaign that does not hone in on this, mm. this is the future right here. This is going to be interesting to see as far as like true grassroots fundraising. So, um, but that was awesome to see that. So, Anyway, outside of that, whew, we are already, man, 32 minutes into this. Uh, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com, folks. Hey, we've just released the new energy flavor sticks. These are kiwi strawberry, strawberry kiwi. These things are delicious. You want a clean energy burn without the, the tingles? This is it right here. ShellshockCBD.com. Go check it out. By the way, we're running a deal on samples for um, this month. Strawberry, uh, excuse me, 50% off of all sample packs using code SAMPLE, limited one per customer. Hey, if you're curious about Shell Shock CBD and you want to see what we actually have to offer, now is your chance. We are offering such great deals on the Shell Shock CBD website. Um, this is it right here. Subscribe and save. Check out this new banner right here. We got the three energy drink mixes right there, right on the get-go. New CBD energy flavors, kiwi, strawberry kiwi, and fruit punch. These things are delicioso. Again, check out our sample page. If you're interested, if any of our products will work for you, we have samples on the website. 50% off right now for this month, this month alone. Limited one per customer. Also make sure you check out 1920 brand. Uh, we have a new mojito syrup. This just launched last month. It's doing very well. People are we're getting some really good feedback, and it's delicious. Yeah, it is really delicious, good. yeah. Um, also, refer a friend. Uh, friends must be new customers. They get $20, and you get $20 in points on a successful referral. Link to do that is on the bottom of the rewards page on the website. Say, like, you're an avid Shellshock CBD user, and you want to refer a friend. Well, hey, we're helping you out here. If you go to the bottom of the rewards page, there's a code or a link generator. Do that for yourself. Give it to your friend. If they make a purchase, um, they get $20 off, and you get $20 worth $20 worth in points. You can't beat it with Brickstick. That's awesome to say. So there you have it, shellshockcbd.com. If you want to support the show, you can do it over there. Uh, excited to have you guys here. We got almost 700 people watching today. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Uh, maybe we should get into the news. Or we just end it here and say, screw it. <laughs> I still have to go perform tonight. Oh, my God. I I made a commitment. Um, strip it ain't easy, buddy. Strip it ain't easy, bro. And, you know, I'm half Asian, so I'm really, I ain't got a lot to work with here. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's funny. Um, no, I, I, we got in, we left yesterday from Alabama. We flew out at like 1.30. Got back to Dallas, landed around 4, got out of the airport about 4.30, and then we hit DFW traffic. It took almost two hours just to get home. Then to drop our stuff, house, you know, we didn't get to unpack. And then we had to drive back to where uh, our tango thing is at and train for about an hour. And then we're performing tonight at a very big party. And we had to go over new choreography, and we're learning that. And then, yeah, today, going home, going right back out to go perform. And then Saturday, we have the Malanga, which I'm excited about. And then... Um, yeah, we're taking a break for a minute. Um, and this is all on the tail end of that hunting trip. Like, bro, I am running on fumes right now. It just, it feels like 
being pulled a million different ways. And I will say this, uh, my hand to God, my hand to God, folks, I'm not lying about this. I got to get a new mattress and my lower back has been killing me. Um, because I've gotten no support. She it's concave in the middle. I don't know if you've ever had that problem. I got it from mattress firm. I'm probably never going to do that again. But anyway, the springs kind of went down in the middle. I've had this mattress for about three or four years and it's already lost the springiness or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you got to go memory memory foam. I'm thinking that's my, what we yeah. do next because I, I'm, I'm just kind of done with this. But anyway, my lower back has been freaking killing me, dude. And I don't know why I didn't do it. I talked about it on the show before, but the topical thunder, uh, just two applications, I'm, it's fine. Like the soreness is gone. Um, the stiffness is gone. I keep forgetting how potent this stuff is. It's really good. It's really good, folks. I'm telling you, my hand to God, if you have never tried the topical thunder, for inflammation, muscle soreness, you've got arthritis. Guys, this comes with a money-back guarantee. Try it for yourself. If it does not work for you, I will refund your money. It's that that potent. So I was very thankful. I thought about that today uh, or yesterday coming home. I was like, man, I'm not even sore. It's like, yeah, after I put on the second application of it, I was like, good to go. Yeah. It took about an hour for it to like really kick in. But man, thank God for that. I'm glad that we have this company, dude, because a lot of these products are just phenomenal. Um, I don't use all of them because it's just like... Um, there's many of them I don't need, but there's some of them that I absolutely love. That's why we have a plethora, a plethora, a plethora. All right. How about we get into the news? How we doing, Rumble? Um, John should stop jumping on the bed. Uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, whatever happened to waterbeds? Fake news is news. Does anybody ever... I had a waterbed growing up. Did you? Uh, no, I did not. Did your parents? Uh, I don't think so. Mine did. It came with that big wooden frame. And you put the big... Uh, I remember going over some friend's house and like they would have them. Yeah. But I, could, could you, I could never sleep on that. I, to this day, I could never... Because there is no solid base to move around on. It's literally like you're, you have to roll. You can't push up at all. So I, I'd seen a, a meme of that on Twitter a long time ago. I was like, man, I forgot all about the waterbeds. They just kind of phased out. Like Everybody thought it was the hottest new thing back in like the 80s and the 90s. Like, hell no. I remember my, when my parents got one, I remember they drug the garden hose through the living room into the bedroom and they're filled. I was like, what is this? And they're like, don't jump on it. <laughs> they're like so proud of their waterbed. So yeah, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't been in a waterbed for a long time. So got to bring uh, it back. Got to bring it back. All right, let's get into the news folks. And like I said, one of the things that we're going to clean up about our stream is we're going to have more transitions, better thumbnails, better, uh, better fonts, better everything. We're going to make this a lot better. We're going to try to get all, get all this done before the new year. Um, I'm leaving on the 23rd. We're heading to Spain for about eight days. We're going to spend the holidays there. Then we're going to come back and we're going to hit the ground running hard. We've got a lot of people working on, uh, well, a lot of people. It's me and Josh and a graphics guy. trying to fit Josh primarily. He's the one uh, doing a lot of the stuff. So we, we don't have a produced show. It's literally us. We are grassroots. We're independents, you know, and I think we're going to stay that way. I, like I said, I did get invited to the after party. I could have met DeSantis. I... Bro, I'll be honest with you. A part of me was kind of like, I did want to go, but I felt that pull and that allure. And I'm being, I'm speaking, I swear to God, I'm being honest on this one. I felt the pull of like, you want to identify with something. You want to identify with the campaign. And I feel like the closer I get to that, the more I'm going to pull away from the idea of standing for the constitution above all. I don't want to be so hard on the team DeSantis that it's like, you can never criticize him. And I feel like the closer you get to that, the less honest you're going to be about stuff like that. And that worries me about myself. So it's like, I want to pull back from that a little bit. 
but it was an after party I was invited to. It wasn't like booze and cocaine, but it was like where a lot of the the hardcore supporters go to go meet him and they do shout outs and stuff like that. And I'm so grateful for getting invited from two, uh, two followers on Twitter, two friends on Twitter. But I looked at Sheila and she's like, you want to go? She's like, I'll do whatever you want to do. I was like, let's go get some Mexican food. I'm, I'm hungry and I'm ready to go to bed. So, you know, from where you were up in the balcony, could you uh, get a good look at Ron DeSantis's boots? Yeah. What they look like? They were just boots. Like I specifically look. It's like, what are people talking about? Like, they're just boots. So I was just kind of like, uh, it's it's much ado about nothing, honestly. At the base of it, this is so stupid. Um, Chris Christie was like, oh my god, that podium. I don't know how it didn't break. That dude was leaning on it because I know, I can see it. Like, as big as he is, he has to. You can't keep all that weight on your joints. It's gonna hurt. Um, health health reasons. Like that dude needs to lose some weight. You're yeah. gonna, bro. You're gonna die. You need to cut some weight. So. But, uh, all right, let's get into it. How many did you see? Like, this is one of those things about the Harvard, uh, was it Harvard, MIT, and who else? It was, it was three different women that went before Congress, and they refused to criticize the anti-Semitism that was showcased on the, uh, the campuses. Yeah. Now, folks, there is a difference here between saying that um, Jewish nepotism should be stopped, you know, free Palestine, versus let's commit genocide on the Jews. That's a little, no, probably shouldn't be saying that. And I just find it very appalling why racism is, is allowed in many different circles against the Jews. But, and I do believe Nikki Haley got a good point. She said that if this was the KKK, we'd be saying something completely different. It's like, she's right on that one. She is 100% right. And I did applaud these people when they made, I applauded Vivek, I applauded Nikki. Not as much, but when they made good points, like, hey, fair enough. That is a solid point. I did see a lot of that in the, in the, in the theater, though. That was nice to see. But yeah, like I said, uh, one even dude even screamed at Vivek, lay off the coke, bro. You're just like, what? Like, grow up. How old are you? Like, really? Um, but, uh, yeah. Harvard loses another major donor. Oh, excuse me. I am so sorry. Before we get into this, I talked about prior that we wanted to go over some constitutional things. Where did I, where did I put it? The learning about the Constitution together. Oh, where is it at? Where is it at? I had it here. Blah, 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 blah. I think I lost it. Shut up again. Hold on. Yeah, we'll do it Monday. We'll do it Monday. We'll come back to it. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this was starting to go into Article 1. Um, we'll get back to it. Like, I'm, we're, we're just throwing stuff together right now because I got back and we're like, I, I hit Josh prior to the show. I was like, bro, we got so much stuff we got to change. Like, we're going to redo everything and make this better. Um, and unfortunately, I kind of didn't really prepare for the show too much. So Harvard loses another major donor over its dismal failure to make an unequivocal stand against the barbaric murders of Israelis by Hamas. Uh, the Wexner Foundation became the latest donor to pull support from Harvard University over its response to the Hamas attack on Israel. Uh, Harvard also lost a major donor. $100 million has been pulled from Harvard, and there are massive calls for these ladies to resign. Massive calls for these ladies to resign. Do you think they'll uh, step down? I think they're going to have to. When you've got a board of directors that are unanimous in saying what you're doing is wrong, what you're allowing to exist on this campus is wrong, um, there are there's literally Jewish students on these university grounds in fear of their lives. Now, folks, I'm not using this in the sense of like, oh, I'm a Democrat and I'm afraid of the Republicans shooting up a school or, you know, it's a threat to our democracy. There are literally Jewish students saying, like, I'm afraid to go because I don't know what's going to happen right now. Um, and a lot of them are arming themselves. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Um, but Did a lot of these see, university uh, professors are just kind of like, they're getting really quiet on this stuff because when you have these um, these uh, these board of uh, the shareholders coming out there, these, these board of directors and the alumni, they're putting fiscal pressure on them. And it's like, 
I understand the positioning of allowing free speech, which should be allowed on college campuses. It 100%. It should be. They don't have to. It is their business. It is. They do get taxpayer money. They do get federal allotments. So it's kind of like our uh, federal grants. So it's like, if you are getting the federal dime, then you better protect the free speech regardless. It's like, then it's no longer privatized. So it's like, there has to be free speech. Calling for the genocide. Now, I oh, this is where we get into the weeds on this. I do believe in being a free speech absolutist. So it's like, I think that is still your right to free speech as far for, as far as calling for genocide. I don't agree with it. I do not agree with it because it is a very slippery slope we go down. But I think the laws that we have in place, though, do present a very good positioning of saying, look, it's illegal to make threats and call for people's deaths. It's like, fine. You're lucky, Joe Biden. <laughs> Did you see the statement that uh, President Gay uh, put out on the Harvard University Twitter? No. What did he say? The woman. Yeah, there are. Or she, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, she just. I mean, she backtracked everything that she had said uh, in front of Congress. Oh, I'm there not. There are so, some people who. Uh, they're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have. You're going to have to. There is no way something like that is going to be allowed to stand. It's just impossible. So, um, the Wexer Foundation became the latest donor to pull. Blah, blah, blah. The foundation's wealth is derived from L Brands, the former parent company of retailers Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works. Uh, the philanthropy chaired by Leslie Wexner and Abigail Wexner. Um, said in a letter to the Harvard Board of Overseers Monday that it was ending its financial and programmatic relationship with the university. The foundation supports up to 10 government and public service professionals from Israel each year to pursue a one-year degree from the Harvard Kennedy School. We are stunned and sickened at the dismal failure of Harvard's leadership to take a clear and unequivocal stand against the barbaric murders of innocent Israeli civilians. By t- Oh, before I forget... Did you see Cori Bush and Rashida Tlaib wish Jews happy Hanukkah on Twitter? Did you see that? Oh, my God. I saw that come across my timeline, and I'm just kind of like, are you serious with this? Like, And here's the other thing. If you go to Ilhan Omar's Twitter, go look up Hamas and see how many times she's mentioned Hamas. Zero, I believe. Zero times she's mentioned Hamas. Uh, well, of course not. Can you? Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Murder the truth. Like, sure. From the river to the sea. From the river to the river. No, no, no. Like, these people, it's just like, I hate these people. These these disgusting anti-Semites. Yeah. But I saw that on Twitter and I, I had to laugh. I had to laugh. It was like, you of all people, that she still, Rashida Tlaib still has not deleted the lie about the hospital being bombed by Israel. It was actually, she hasn't deleted that. Yeah, it's like, that up. was fact-checked. It's like, yeah. you're a propagandist. You're a liar. It's like, I hope they blow Palestine off the map. I do. I don't. Also, Israel flooded the tunnels yesterday or the two days before. Did they do it? Yeah. There was a massive thing. They got 100 people, 100-something people out of those tunnels of Hamas fighters, stripped them down in the underwear, put them down, and they're trucking them out of there. And it's like, good, execute them. Execute them all. That's Hamas. Those are terrorists. Execute them. Um, there's no just done. They might done. Need a good raping. <laughs> and there's the show opener. <laughs> I got to write that down. Oh my gosh! But saw that trending. I was like, good, good for them. They're doing it the right way. Yeah, they're literally pulling uh, water from the uh, the sea there, and they're pumping it into the tunnels, and they're flooding the tunnels. It's like, wow, that's. Smart. Well, there's the sea for you. There's the sea for you. <laughs> you want some of the river? We can give you the river, too. Delivering the river yeah. right to your front door. So, I don't know. But anyway, I thought that was interesting, but good for them. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these universities, Ivy League universities, they're losing a lot of the donors now, saying, absolutely not. We will not be tied to this. Um, and there we go. So, good for them. Good for them. Uh, Whatever happened to Susan Sarandon? 
She backtracked, right? I don't think she did. Her agency uh, dropped her. Did yeah. she backtrack? I think she did. Really? After, yeah, after she got dropped, she was like, oh, wait a minute. Stupid liberal. Good, good. I, I hope, like, she's such a piece of crap. Um, Hobo Chili says, John, I was hoping you and DeSantis would have gotten a picture. I was going to Photoshop you guys into a sleepover party. Fuck you, Hobo. I, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, I got to stop cussing. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for the $5 dono. No. No. No, because I, like I said, though, I feel like uh, I, I didn't know. I would have done it. I mean, I know. I'm voting we, Trump, but I would still. Yeah. I mean, he's a. I think he's a very good governor. I think I, I might run into him in another debate. If, if uh, Rumble invites me back to another one, I'll probably try and make an effort to go get a picture with him. But it was just kind of like, I, like you suggested, like, I'm not going to go up to this guy and be like, hey, I've got a podcast because he's, he, he's got a communications right. team. They said that after the holidays are over, they're going to see if they can get the governor on the show. And it's like, I appreciate that. Um, they're going to give us some other people. Uh, Brian Griffin said he's going to feel he's going to push some DeSantis team people over to the uh, every to time the, you say Brian Griffin. I think I know family, family guy. guy. Yeah, 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 which is funny, but it was super nice, dude. Really nice guy. Uh, very nice guy. He said it's like when running a grassroots campaign like this or a campaign in general, it's like it's like planning a wedding every day. It's like it's chaos. He's yeah, like, it is chaos. It's it's so these people, regardless of which political campaign you're supporting, the people that behind the scenes, they do so much work. Even the productions and productions assistant. Oh my gosh, there is so much going into that. It's like I hope you get paid good because they're they're living out of suitcases. They're following DeSantis and everywhere they go. So it's it's been interesting. So report comes out. Insider blows the whistle on Cyber Threat Intelligence League domestic censorship program. A whistleblower is reportedly brought the light to light startling revelations about the Pentagon's involvement in a domestic censorship program as detailed in newly disclosed files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, CTIL. Public reports that according to a whistleblower's files, the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, previously thought to be an independent entity, was heavily influenced by government military personnel. You don't say. You don't say. I just thought this is a very interesting article to look up because it's like, hmm, military interventionism into a private entity. Stop. Where have we seen that before? <laughs> the Fed. <laughs> Not military, but you know what I'm talking about there. Um, this involvement is far more extensive than previously known as evidenced by Slack messages and other internal communications. The CTIL Slack channel, specifically those tagged for disinformation and law enforcement escalation, reportedly included current and former FBI employees, Michigan Cyber Command Center personnel, members of the U.S. Defense Digital Service, and representatives from at least one European government. The DDS headquartered at the Pentagon and established in 2015 has been particularly highlighted for its roles in these operations. According to the public, the latest whistleblower files from CTIL reveal that the organization worked with both governments and social media companies companies to censor Americans. Go figure. Huh. Are is any is anybody really surprised on this? No. Is anybody really surprised on this? More and more censorship at the hands of big government. We're just taking it. We're just taking it. Well, I will say I am I I, I am impressed with what Elon's done with Twitter. Yeah. I'm I'm actually impressed. Like I've had my account now for about 6 months. I haven't gotten banned. I'm actually impressed. Yeah, yours is growing pretty good. Yeah, we're up to like 13,000 yeah. now. So it's like, it's awesome. Um, John Burke 39 on Twitter, by the way. Uh, but yeah, more censorship. We, we are living in Orwellian times where people are so afraid of the masses' opinions. Yeah. Like people are so scared. It's just, it's alarming. And that's why I feel like a lot of people, oh, Elon declared war on Disney. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, he's going after Bob Iger hard. He is not. Like, we are in the midst of a, a war here. Now it's kind of like people thought that Disney pulling ads from Twitter was going to sink Twitter. Now Elon is of the mind where it's like, fair enough, now I'm going to sink Disney. 
because an article broke about how Facebook and Instagram are running ads that have also, not, not the ads themselves, but have, have definitely influenced and helped um, essentially sexual natured pornography for children and stuff like that. Very disgusting stuff. And it's, there was an article that really looked very bad on Instagram and Facebook, how they're kind of like not doing enough to combat this. And so Elon tweeted out this article saying like, hey, Bob Iger, uh, what's up with this? And he just, man, he is hammering him. And I have never seen so many people out there saying that we're going to cancel our Disney subscription. Elon is in, it, is in a roundabout way declaring war on Disney saying, I'm going to sink you. If you're going to try and sink me, you're coming down with me. And it's like, dude. I'm here for this. Yeah. I love seeing this. This is going to be a very interesting way to see how this plays out. But I think ultimately, um, after the most recent bomb, the Marvels movie, um, it's it's so bad, dude. It's it's been a mass. It's like a great tragedy with these people. And I think people are finally waking up to the fact of like, look, you've tried to beat a horse to death. People are tired of the spinoffs. It doesn't look good. The woke agenda is really backfiring on you. Bob Iger, it's like, dude, yeah, he came out of retirement. It's like, but you're not doing much better. You're not doing much better. And they, I think they shelved the Snow White thing for like a year. They're going to bring that back out, I think, in 2024. I'm not sure if they're reshooting. I've seen mixed messages here. That lead actress Such ruined a it brat. for him. Yeah. Ruined it for him. Well, that's what Disney needs to understand. It's like, how about you go back to the roots of trying to entertain the children with wholesome content? People like the fairy tales, yeah. the princess. Now it's all like, well, the princess doesn't have to be saved by the prince because we're independent, powerful women. It's like, yeah, that's why you're costing Disney billions. Then call it something else. Don't call it Snow White. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stick to the original storyline. That's what we're all used to. People like that. But people are trying to rewrite history. They're trying to change what people have gotten accustomed to. And I think the masses don't like it. They don't appreciate it. But yeah, Elon, he is just power punching at Disney. He's like, good, sink them. Sink them. Let them have it. So, on to the main topic of discussion here. Oh, my gosh. Hunter Biden faces new indictment in California. It's coming to us from Fox News. Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty in October to federal gun charges. And you know what they did? They just a little slap on the wrist. Just, yeah, just some gun charges. It's whatever. And I'm like, really? Joe Biden pushes so hard for this. Anytime there's a shooting... You want to go after the rights of the people to own firearms. Your son gets popped on something like this, and it just gets swept under the rug. With cocaine and hookers in the room. Cocaine and hookers. In, taking yeah. Taking pictures of themselves. Yeah. The whitest does, does gangster there more, is. Yeah. yeah. Does it get any more incriminating than that? I, I'm just, I'm so confused on this one. I'm not, we all know why. Who put the, who put the, who put the blow in the White House? Come on. Come on, folks. Come on. Come on. I mean, yeah. if I had a guess, yeah, if I was a be. betting man, I would say Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah, it had something to do with that. It's one of the Bidens, at least. Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty in October to federal gun charge in the U.S. District Court of the District of Delaware. Um, the indictment of Hunter... Here's the part about what he's getting indicted for. The indictment Hunter Biden's failure to pay nearly 200000 of income tax in the year of 2019. This is when your dad was running. Yeah. Number one. Now, now, here's where I stand on this. Biden was already running for president. That means you're going to have massive spotlights on you, your family, everyone around you, because you know if you're a Republican, the media is going to come after you hard. The media is going to try and sink you no matter what they can do. So what I feel like this is a representation of is that leftist politicians aren't so worried about this. It's like, well, we own the MSM. They're on our side. Yeah. They're not going to do any snooping and pooping. We're okay. Well, Fox is, I mean, 
Hunter Biden, 200000 You didn't pay $200,000. Wow. Let's see what's on CNN's website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Pull uh, up CNN. What, what are they saying? Been shot. Victim mothers described nightmare phone call. Mm. Anything on? Yeah, probably not. Let's see. No, yeah. no, no. Anything on Hunter? Doesn't survive. No. Nope. Hit that follow and like button to our new viewers. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Not one not thing. Not one thing on CNN. Not a mention of Hunter Biden. Let's look at this. Let me pull it up on the screen here. Nothing on Hunter Biden. CNN.com. Boom. Mom, I've been checking. Yeah, uh, let's let's click on politics. Okay. We'll, we'll hold. Forget politics for now. Let's look at the main page because you know if this is anything Trump or DeSantis or any Republican related, it would be on the main page. That's all CNN was known for. Oh, there'd be a ticker at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Days until it goes to jail. Days like, until jail. Um, I'm not seeing anything. They'd still be talking about the cocaine in the White House, bro. I am not seeing anything. The only thing I see here is a video. Hunter Biden charges wouldn't have been brought in normal scenario. Let's see. Let's, click on, what, let's click on the politics tab. Run with, yeah. There's nothing on the politics tab. Except Eric Holder, Hunter Biden charges wouldn't have been brought in normal scenario. What's what's a normal scenario? Yeah. What what's are you that? talking huh? Is there? Is there? Uh, uh, I love how they're trying to now take the position of the riot as like, come on, dude. You would not have like weaponized the DOJ against Trump unless you were really scared of him. It's like yeah. you're sitting there trying to take that positioning. You own the MSM. You own the DOJ. Let's not even get it twisted. The DOJ leans left. Oh, here it is at the very bottom. Is it? Hunter Biden Under faces nine criminal charges in federal tax. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a little it's, squeaker there. It's such ridiculous. This yeah, is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> it's so stupid. Hunter Biden's uh, special counsel, Dave Weiss, has been using a federal grand jury in Los Angeles to gather evidence of possible criminal tax charges against Hunter Biden. Um, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty in October to federal gun charges in the U.S. District Court for the District of Delaware after being charged out of Weiss's years-long investigation. Fox News Digital had reached out to Hunter Biden's legal team for comment. A spokesperson for the special counsel, Weiss, declined to comment. Thursday's development comes ahead of an expected vote from House Republican leaders next week on a measure that would formally initiate an impeachment inquiry into the President Biden over possible ties to his son's business dealings. You got something here. Yeah. You got some before people were wanting to peach and Biden just for whatever. Now you got to have something that actually sticks. But here's the deal. Where's the Senate going to stand? I think Republicans are like, what, one seat ahead in the House and the Senate. I think it's them controlled still. Uh, Is it? It's more than that. And they uh, it's like two. Well, no, House. don't forget. We lost Santos. They got to do a special election for that. Was, I thought they had it by like 12 or something like that. What in the, no, no, in the, the House? House? House of Representatives? No, it's like a squeak, I think. I could be wrong on that. Last I checked. Look it up. Because I remember... Chat. We were, had like, we were had like four or five seats, but we lost Santos. They still have to do a special election. I'm not sure when that's... I think they have 70 days, according to the Constitution. They got 70 days to run another special... That Freaking, a, that, that governor, she was talking about like she was going to appoint somebody. I'm like, uh, that's illegal. You can't do that. You have to have a special election. It's like she tried to flip that seat. It's like, you, ooh, that's why you got to know the Constitution. That's exactly why you got it. Yeah. So, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure that was the smartest move outing Santos right now. I mean, yeah, just like yeah gonna- dude, yeah. That's, I need to get Rob Noor back on because he has a very different position in regards to how Republicans will hold themselves accountable, whereas in Democrats won't. But I do got to bring up um, Fetterman. Fetterman. I'm like, is this guy Republican? Because he was talking about uh, who is, I, is this? Is this the same person that ran 
It doesn't even sound like the same person. Um, yeah, I'm kind of confused on this one. He's he's making some good points here and there. I'm like, this dude sounds like a Republican. Yeah, because yeah, so, yeah, Bob Menendez and like, Bob Menendez, yeah, because he, yeah. he's going after Menendez, right? But I do wonder though if it's one of those feigned things, like he's trying to say like we should go after them, but that way it makes the Santos, uh, you know, dispelling him from Congress stick with them. It's like, look, we need to hold our own accountable, but we're really not. But we're gonna yeah. give the impression like I mean, we are. Menendez has got to be on his way out anyway. Yeah, right? but yeah, yeah. so an easy one that's what i mean i think the people uh, are saying that's not um that's not fetterman i mean it's clearly fetterman it doesn't look like i mean it doesn't sound like the same person it looks a little bit different like he came back with a mustache yeah i mean i'm surprised they didn't give him a new head of hair (laughs) (laughs) earlier this week house oversight committee chairman james cormer republican out of kentucky released subpoenaed bank records showing an entity owned by hunter biden had made direct monthly payments to joe biden Comer attributed, and this is again, Joe Joe Biden himself said, I have no dealings. He was on record for saying this. I have no dealings with my son's businesses. That's not true. So, you know, you'd said for a a while now, you said this could be what they're going to get Biden with. This is what's going to possibly prevent him from running again in 2024. Like, folks, Rumble, how, let me just, let's get a, let's get a little, our own little internal poll. Press one. If you think if you think Joe Biden's going to run again in 2024, press two if you think it's going to be somebody else. Let's just do our own little thing. I do not think it's going to be Joe Biden. I don't think he has the wherewithal. I think this guy is a is a puppet president. Somebody's pulling the strings. It's yeah. not Obama. I don't think it's Obama. Um, it ain't going to be him. Yeah. I really th- I thought it was going to be Newsom, but after Newsom getting creamed in that debate, the DNC knows now it's like Newsom's not going to be the one. Oh, that doesn't matter. I don't think it I think, I think it does because if no, I, if Newsom can't even beat DeSantis, there ain't no way he's going to beat Trump if Trump takes the nomination. There is no way he he's going to beat there, Trump. He can lie. That's what he did. But he'll Democrats don't like Newsom. another debate, and he'll lie yeah. to the rest of the country. But Democrats, because, I feel like, by and large, don't like Newsom. You're going to have to pick know. somebody that Democrats that really resonates with Democrats. I don't think I, that's Newsom. I think you have a core Democratic group that will vote for anybody that the Democratic Party puts up. So True. they don't care if it's Joe Biden. You think? Obviously, I mean, to that level, though? Yeah, yeah, I, I okay. do. I think they'll be like, ah, well, his heart's in the right place. The same people that think Elizabeth Warren has done a good job in her career. <laughs> his yeah. heart's in the right place. That French laundromat, right. that's for sure. Why yeah. Everybody else is locked down. It's a just, lot of people in the chat saying no, no, yeah. Newsom did get smoked. Um, Comer attributed a Thursday's indictment to the efforts of two brave IRS whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler. The Department of Justice got caught in its attempts to give Hunter Biden an unprecedented sweetheart plea deal, Cormer said. Every American should applaud these men for their courage to expose the truth. Unless a U.S. attorney-wise investigation, um, everyone involved in the Biden's fraud schemes are influence peddling, it will be clear President Biden's DOJ is protecting Hunter Biden and the big guy. And once again, in unison, the crowd went, you don't say. The White House has reportedly said that President Biden did nothing wrong and had no knowledge of his son's business dealings. The emails that were leaked clearly show that's a lie. When Hunter even said, I'm sitting right here next to my dad. I mean, you talked about that before, too, on the show. Yeah, on his WhatsApp text message. The proof is there. Folks, ultimately what matters is can you get the votes? Can you get the votes? I think you might be able to get them in the House. But don't forget, the House on the left is united. They are, we saw that with Matt Gaetz's overthrow of McCarthy. They were united. That's the one thing you have to give Democrats when it comes to toeing the line, the party line. They do it. Even though they're stupid about it, and they wrong. do it. And they're wrong. They don't care. They have no principles. So I think you'd probably get you. I think you'd probably get Republicans united on this one. We'd see. Then we go to the Senate as far as impeachment inquiries to see if they would actually prosecute. I don't think they do it. They should. You have. I'm saying that you should. You have grounds. 
I think any attorney could look at something like this and say, oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, Hunter Biden has insisted he would only testify to the House if it's in a public because information from closed door testimonies is selectively leaked and used to manipulate even history, the facts and misinformation about the American or to the American public. I think it's a massive uh, big no go. I mean, when you've got so much photos, you have so many photos, so much proof about Hunter Biden's dealings and drugs, guns, and this is all illegal, and nothing happens. He gets a little slap on the wrist, like, really? Folks, if this was you or me, if this was any Republican up there, any conservative, and you did what Hunter Biden did, you'd be in jail. Oh, yeah. How do I know this? Look at the J6ers, those that weren't even violent. Who's his business partner who got thrown in jail then text Hunter about being in jail? Why isn't he? He's like, well, because of the name. Sorry, buddy. You're out of luck. 100%. Uh, after a California grand jury handed down an indictment of first son Hunter Biden, political analysts predicted the bombshell would put President Biden in a self-constructed trap after he claimed allegations he was influenced peddling cahoots with his brother and son were lies. A grand jury impaneled in the Central District of California, which comprises Los Angeles, handed down an indictment against Hunter Biden. I think a lot of people felt that David Weiss was going to let these charges skate and Hunter Biden would never be held accountable for making millions of dollars overseas. And a lot of people would say that this was inappropriate. Former Representative Sean Duffy, Republican of Wisconsin, said uh, an excerpt from the excerpt from the indictment obtained by Fox News said the defendant engaged in a four year scheme to pay to not pay at least one point four million in self assessed he owed for tax years through 2016 and 2019. You figure that the Biden administration during those years, excuse me that the leftist organizations under the Trump era were going so hard after Trump, everything was so hyper-fixated and focused on Trump, they're like, okay, well, as long as the spotlights are over there, we're going to do what we can to get it. It's like, bro, massive. You didn't even cover your tracks. Nope. You you were that confident you wouldn't get caught. Oh, yeah. You didn't even do anything to cover your tracks. Folks, look at how bad this is as far as the DOJ goes. The political, or the rather the selective uh, you know, enforcement of justice... It's, it's disgusting to see and to sit there and they, they are so flagrant about this. They don't care. They're yeah. like, well, my dad's the president. My dad's Hunter Biden. I can do what I want. Legitimately, they, they think this way. You're like, wow. Just wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Not even caring. Not even caring. These people should be in jail, including Hunter Biden. Or excuse me, Joe Biden. It's just, it's such a flagrant slap in the face of actual justice. And people wonder why we have no faith in this administration, None. this country. It's it's pathetic. You see stuff like this it's like, wow, yeah. why didn't you bust this guy a long time ago? Well, but you got Trump you with got Trump, uh, yeah. 91 felony charges, is that what it is? He's got four indictments and four then indictments. yes, yeah, cuz they're not all people are like he's got 91 indictments like no, he's got four indi- four or five indictments and he's got a lot of felony charges he's dealing with right now. So yeah. Um he got, uh, he got uh, impeached twice. Yeah. And again, <laughs> and here you, you have said it. We're kind of like that's you have all this evidence, turned, and you have these Democrats like, oh, there's no evidence, yeah. except for these bank transactions yeah. and all these text messages and emails in his laptop. Well, Other it made me that, wonder why why Speaker Johnson. You know, I will say, I'll give credit where it's due. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been pushing for this for a very long time. She's been doing a lot of digging, yeah, a lot of investigating. I still think she's out of her mind. She's like the AOC of the right, but she has done a very good job as far as trying to help the J Sexers. I will give yeah. her credit where credit is due. She's done a very good job on investigating the Biden team. And if, if this breaks and she had a big hand in this, she should be given her kudos. Yeah. I am I am happy to see that. I just, you know, there's other things I have over there, but either way. 
I see this as one of those issues that it's gaining steam, but it did concern me when Speaker Johnson was kind of like, we're not going to do it right now because blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm. was he waiting to get more on this to say, look, we need to, you know, any lawyer will tell you, we need to have a strong case. I don't want to lead a case with some maybes or some gray area. We need black and white to showcase. This is the truth. You cannot deny it. Maybe that's what he was waiting for. I don't know. I think it'd be good just to, do it and bring all the evidence forward of all of Joe Biden's corruption so the entire world can see. And if yeah. the Democrats aren't on board with it, they're, they're not. Like, this is what they're in favor of. But they're in favor of a yeah. two-tier justice system, yeah. one for us yeah. and one for you guys, where you go to jail for 30 years because you were at the you weren't even at the January 6th building, but they gave the guy 30 years in prison. Do you feel though, if if it was presented to the House as far as in, they had legitimate proof? Because they do, they have it. If Republicans go to Congress, if they go to the House and say, look, we're putting forth this motion, we're, we're going we're to put this out there. Do you think Democrats, any Democrat would vote in favor of impeachment based upon the evidence provided? Or do you think they'd be united again? I don't know. Maybe Joe Manchin or uh, Kristen Sinema. Yeah, because they're independent. Right. Yeah. But other than that, no. You don't think any other Democrat? No, I think they're, they're all whipped into submission. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they like what they have right now. Yeah. They could do whatever they want. Joe Biden is obviously... I think, Not there. you know, it does concern me that if Democrats would be united on that front and the evidence is clear as day and they're united saying no, then it's time for Republicans. To, then it's like, look, it, it's over. They it's time to start playing the, uh, their game and stand united against everything with the Democrat. And ultimately, it's it, the American people are going to suffer. But it's like when you can't have good faith votes because people want their side to win no matter the cost, the ultimate victim will be the american people yeah, it will be the american people yeah that's who the biggest victim has been i am of the mind though that once the democrats have like that's that's it that's the rubicon for me if they stood united and saying we are not going to vote in favor of this and the evidence is damning and it's clear as day fair enough it needs to be war with republic with democrats like republicans in congress need to start it's like okay fine we got to start being united now no more infighting it's time to unite well, because we're not winning anything bring up the uh was it Charlottesville mm -hmm, yeah. talking about Trump saying very fine people? Like, Look, it, I'm not a Trump fan. We've talked about this so many times, but Trump's not a racist. But that's what they're bringing I back know. up. They're uh, regurgitating yeah. these old so, yeah. talking points. That's all they've got. That's all they've up. got. Yeah. yeah. When Trump so said they, that, they just don't have a problem lying. They yeah. don't have a problem. It's it's annoying. With, uh, it's stupid it's because they sit there and they take something so far out of context. And it's interesting what the MSM can do, specifically like CNN and the rest of them. You can take. We said there's some very fine people. He was not talking about the KKK. He was not talking about the white supremacy. He was talking about people on both sides of the political aisle that were there in protest. He's like, there's some very bad people on both sides. Like, he was, but he was referring to those people. But it's so interesting how, this, how CNN and the rest of them tried to make this connection and say he was talking about the racists. Like, he was not, I'm not a Trump fan, but he it's like, look, he was not it, talking, I'm not talking about, them. about white supremacists yeah. or yeah. neo Nazis. They should be condemned totally. They did the same That's, thing to DeSantis about the listless vessel comments. Yeah. He was not talking about Trump supporters. He said the idea of being a listless vessel, meaning you're not thinking, you're just out there adrift. You don't care. He wasn't calling MAGA supporters listless vessels, but he said when people act like that. So it's like they try to fill the gaps. They try and make the connection because why? They need a headline. They need something to click on. They need something to cause more division, more animosity. And it's kind of like when they keep coming after Trump on these things, like, look, if you're going to do the classified stance, why aren't you going after Joe Biden? Because there's a lot of people out there, by the way, that have violated this. Even before, like we said, before Biden was even elected, uh, he had classified information. 
but people are talking about that. It's it. There's a double. There's a double standard there. There is a massive. I will be the first one to say there's a double standard. If you're going to prosecute Trump for this, you better prosecute everybody else. And if you're not going to, drop the charges. But it's like at what point? Because ultimately, I think what needs to happen is to say, okay, now we're going to enforce the law. Everything else prior to this gets grandfathered out. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to enforce this. But if in so doing, they have to admit to the fact that they're being hypocrites. They've been hypocrites. There's been no accurate and even enforcement of justice across the board. I think anybody would be crazy to think that... And if they, any, any and if they do this to our, if they do this to our government representatives, they would damn sure do it to you. Uh, just look at January six people, people that want. I mean, they want to get everybody who uh, liked or retweeted yeah. on Trump's comments. Yep, they want to get everybody's names. Yeah, why? Oh, you know why? Uh, you know into why? Concentration camps, bro. It's pathetic. It's pathetic to see what it is. But like I said, though, if if the Democrats would unite on something like that. Then Republicans have got Speaker Johnson has got to get people united and say, look, we got to figure this out because we are losing. We're taking some hard losses. We're going into the 2024 election season. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. Um, Real quick. uh, Surprise. Putin confirms he's running for president again. Duh. I think he's going to win. You think so? My money's on now. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. He's, he's, <laughs> well, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> help, help, I'm being repressed. Do gulag with you. But yeah, Putin's not giving it up anytime soon. With this war in Ukraine, he is not giving this up. Putin is trying, it does feel like he's trying to establish the old Soviet Russia. Uh, yeah. Um, he's got a pretty good handle on things over oh, there. Oh, absolutely. He's, I love the whole running. He's running again. It's like, just take the presidency, Mr. Dictator. Go ahead. Just, just bro, just pull a Julius Caesar, like you're king. Just do it. Yeah. I love how they have the. Um, uh, it's like the what would you call it? The appearance of democracy. There's yeah. no democracy over there. I'd listen to this thing by it was like the greatest hits of uh, yeah, Nixon. Who's running against him? <laughs> Shoot, who's gonna live after that? They're gonna have somebody run. This dead guy. This dead guy will run He's, against uh, me. There will be there will be a, a there will be an opposition, but it's all optical. It's all optical. But you know, realistically speaking, who's gonna run against Vladimir Putin if you yeah. don't want to die? His opponent Stop. endorsed I have Vladimir Putin. My opponent so. died from falling <laughs> off of a first floor balcony. You're like, wait, what? With bullet hole back of head, very very weird. Not not seen this before. But he died. Go to rest his soul anyway. Yeah, but. I thought, yeah, <laughs> Putin running again. Sure, sure. Wink, wink. Absolutely. Um, last, most certainly not least. If you're following your first time visiting the stream, hit the like button. Leave a comment, folks. It helps us with the algorithm. We appreciate that. Go check it out. This, I thought, was very concerning. Biden, if Ukraine aid is not passed, U.S. troops will be deployed to fight Russia. Wasn't just him that said this. Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, has also come out and actually said this, folks. How is this not ransoming the public, the U.S. public? You're kidding me with this. President Joe Biden echoed the warnings of his defense secretary in an address to the public this week, saying if Congress does not pass $64 billion in aid to, U- $64 billion in aid to Ukraine, U.S. troops will end up fighting the Russia, will fight up Russia and Europe. This cannot wait. Congress needs to pass supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break for the holiday recess. It's as simple as that Biden began. 
He then accused skeptical Republicans in Congress of being willing to give Putin the greatest gift he could hope for and abandon our global leadership, not just to Ukraine, but beyond that. He argued that Putin has committed atrocities against Ukrainian civilians and that Russian forces are committing war crimes. Oh, please spare me this nonsensical BS. How long were they freaking mortaring and rocketing the Donbass? Stop. Stop this nonsense. Stop this ridiculousness. They were killing each other long before this. Do you want to talk about war crimes? You look at what Ukraine was doing to pro-Russian separatists in Ukraine. Stop this. It's, oh, my God. Look at the history of Ukraine. How do you think this, uh, do you think this war will end? No. I think this is another forever war. I think it is, too. And it's good. And here's but the deal. I, it's taxpayers funding this. Yeah, and I think the only way that it is going to stop is that you that Russia is going to get back the territory that they had mm -hmm. lost originally. Yeah. Yeah. The and EU had a lot it. to do with that. Yep. The EU had a lot to do with that. If you go back to the, again, the 2013 coup, how America got involved with the CIA. If you do some research on this, folks, it's like, look, we have no business getting involved in this. This, this was also ushered in under the Obama administration. Obama favored this. We interjected ourselves into this. And isn't it funny, folks, how once again, if you, the taxpayers, don't fork over more money, they're basically saying it's going to be your sons and daughters that go fight and die in this war. I will tell you this right now. Like hell we will. Yeah. There will be, how are you going to do it? People will be burning their draft cards left and right. Nope. Not going to happen. Nope. You're not going to have a, a populace to pull from. No. Not going to happen. You politicians are going to have to send your uh, send kids your over son, there. Send your yeah. sons and daughters. You want to go fight? Send Let's your kids. Lead the way. Send Hunter. I mean, I would never I would never serve under that guy. That guy's a wackadoodle. The only thing that's going to fix that is... Uh, Ukraine giving up the territory that mm -hmm. Russia wants, mm -hmm. which... It's all of Ukraine, though. It's Well, I mean, they're going to have to make some sort of concessions, right? Yeah. So you have to give them their territories back. And then... I would uh, like I to would see them like I would that, say, yeah. okay, let's end this war now. Yeah. No more dying. Uh, but you're going to have to rebuild our cities. <laughs> you blew up. <laughs> Somehow, some way, we're paying for that. <laughs> no, I'm, anytime, I hate to laugh at somebody, but anytime something happens in the world where there's like American taxpayers involved, us, we're paying Russia, for it. Russia will have to pay for it. Oh, the building of they Kiev. They and the, nah. Well, if they get those cities, yeah, give it to them. Of back. course, naturally. So, I mean, yeah, if you're going to have some sort of peace yeah. accord, you're going to have to have some concessions. Zelensky, uh, he's got to be hating this war in, in, uh, in Israel because no, like, he's he, lost he all. No, no, I'm saying he's got to be hating because he's lost all. Um, nobody's paying attention to Ukraine anymore. Oh, you mean Israel? Everybody okay. changed their profile yeah. flags to Palestine or Israel. <laughs> it's yeah. like nobody cares about Ukraine anymore. It's like the next trending thing that we all have to virtue signal about caring about. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I thought that was just interesting that uh, Lloyd Austin and Biden are kind of like, if we don't if we don't give them money, we're sending your kids. Like, try it. See what happens. That's, that's how they See what happens. That's how they solve all their issues is with our money. Your money, and folks. Your money and your sons and daughters and to go themselves. fight in these forever wars to line the pockets of these bureaucrats. And it's not even just in America. Russia, Israel, America. It's getting to a point where the globalist agenda is on full display. And it's been this way for a very long time. And it's like, you know, they talk about this one world government. It's like, it ain't going to happen. But it's not even so much as that. It's more so in the, in the idea of sending the poor off to go fight in these wars that ultimately line the pockets of these rich politicians, regardless of which country you come from. It's, it's insanity to me. But the fact that Lloyd Austin, oh my God. He then argued that if Putin succeeds in taking Ukraine, he's going to keep going. I don't think he will. I really don't. Because number one, Ukraine was not a NATO country. If Putin takes a stab at any NATO country, NATO will go after Putin. They will not hold back. Mm -hmm. Putin realizes this. Putin has been shown to be a paper tiger. Again, I, we, did a, we did a show on this. You know, you can go download on iTunes and stuff like that. Folks, it's not hard to see. We were always trained in the military to think that Russia was this big, bad army. 
They're not. They're not as hard as we thought they were. Um, the fact that the Ukrainian army, which is poorly equipped, poorly trained, is staving them off to the degree they are, it's actually impressive. It's actually, I will put it this way, replace the Russian military with the American military, it'd have been taken in a heartbeat. They'd have been done, done. But, so? yeah, 100%. When you look at the equipment that Russia is operating with, older tanks, Soviet-era stuff, it's 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 interesting. Like I said, it's a big. It's been a very big learning curve for me because everything that I was taught growing up in the military has been a lie. But that's also a lack of intelligence. So, if he keeps going and he keeps attacking a NATO ally, well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today: American troops fighting Russian troops. But that's with the idea. That's with the belief that Putin will keep going. I don't think he will. I gen, I genuinely, I, I really believe this, folks. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not. But if Putin did take Ukraine, he'd have to stop there. He can't go after Poland. Right. It'd be impossible. You do that, you've got World War III. NATO would come together and crush you. But then you're going to be pulling in China. What, the biggest thing is watch China. Here's my prediction. Here we go. Let's hear it. Is Trump gets in 2024. Mm -hmm. He goes in and meets with uh, Putin. Putin. Mm. And Zelensky, yeah, and then they carve out a portion of Ukraine. I, I could see that, yeah. I could see that happening. They have uh, Russia yeah. rebuild the cities that they destroyed. Or DeSantis, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> or, we'll see. or it's Joe Biden, and we got more of what we got. I, I think that um, I'll be the first one to acknowledge that it would have been different under Trump if Trump would still be president. I don't think Putin would have done what he did because I think he realizes that. But, the, you know, you do have to ask yourself the question, though, that Ukraine is not a NATO ally. Yeah. Would Trump have to take the same positioning as Biden? It sounded like he had a conversation. Because Trump did tell Putin, he said, yeah. if you invade Ukraine, I'll bomb Moscow. Right. And I think Putin believed him. Right. And he said the same thing to Xi Jinping. Yeah. So I think I don't they know. were like, oh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> the orange man is, oh, He's, the orange man is so crazy. Oh, orange man. Orange man bad. We'll see. <laughs> Welcome to shitty air rides. I th No, I will say that, you know, if I had to serve in a military, um, in, a, in, a, in a war, I served under Bush. Um, Bush, it was good under Bush. Like, Bush favored the military. The ROE was not nearly as insane as it is. With Trump, we started to see the infestation of the woke agenda. I can't blame him for that. That was just how society was. Um, under Obama, oh, my God. Like, it was just, it was clear as that. You start really festering under the Obama administration, and then when Trump took over, it was kind of like he tried to pull a lot of it away. But not 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 fully successful because when you've got generals like when you appoint someone like Miley, like bro, it is what it is. Now, I feel so bad for people serving the military because the woke agenda yeah. has become so so prevalent. The transgender issue, the nonsense there. Like if if Trump did get reelected and you needed to gut the military, you've got a job ahead of you now because you've got these college campuses. I mean, you look at again Harvard for example, folks. I will tell you this: if you think West Point or Annapolis are any different than these other woke agenda universities. You got another thing coming. They're churning out liberal officers. Mm -hmm. These officers are in the military ranks and these are diehard liberals. Does it make you nervous? Oh, absolutely. Knowing that those people are, mm -hmm. uh, in yeah. those positions in because military. Because if they turn them against Americans, they'd fall in line and do it. Right. They would fall in line and do it. And they've got all the really good equipment. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is though, is if we did have an internal war here in America against a woke military, all you really have to do is misgender them and they'll probably kill themselves. That's that's literally it. 
<laughs> that's that's the fight. That that's it. That's the plan. Just call the she's a he, and they just blow their own brains out. It's probably gonna happen. So, thank God we stream this on Rumble because we probably get banned on anywhere else if we stream. <laughs> yep. All right, folks, that wraps up today's episode. We'll be back. I I believe we'll be back Monday. I'm, I, my head is, I got a million things going on. We're going to redo the Rumble channel. Don't be afraid. We're pulling a lot of stuff, making it better. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment below. Tell your friends about it. We greatly appreciate you being here. If you could, do me a favor. Go check out shellshockcbd.com. Support the show there. We appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens. Big thank you to For Rumble for featuring us, I believe, again. Uh, and all the new 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 news new listeners, new viewers, uh, welcome to the stream. Glad to have you here. Hit the uh, follow button. Make sure you get your notifications turned on. Um, and yeah, also, don't forget, use code SAMPLE to get 50% off of samples from shellshockcbd.com. From Delta 8, Delta 9, CBD, every sample up there, 50% off for the month of December. What are you waiting on? we got great new products out there. You want to support us? Go support us there. Until next time, you got anything to add, man? You guys have a great weekend. And as always, stay savage, America.